Welcome to a life well lived. Grow, preserve, and transfer your wealth with Ken Olette, CPM Certified Portfolio Manager and Founder of Orca Wealth Management. In this podcast, he will provide some clarity in setting goals needed to build, preserve, and transfer wealth and overcome some of life's financial obstacles. Ken provides actionable steps to help you plan through your financial ups and downs in a way everyone can understand. Join us on this journey where Ken will explore many financial avenues, drawing from his three decades of experience in helping others avoid risking a lifetime's worth of work and savings by not having a plan and a strategy in place. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to A Life Well Lived with Ken Olette. Ken, how are you today? I am doing really well. Thank you. I am very excited to be back with you. For the listening audience, Ken has started his podcast career with a bang. We, this is number three. Um, and this is the last time I'm going to reference what number this is. But I say that because the first three podcasts are really kind of tied together. The first one was his inaugural we, I asked him a bunch of questions about his history, uh, about why he got into the business, and then a lot of personal questions so you can get to know him personally. The second podcast was what it looks like to call in or email in. If you if you get some information from this podcast or maybe you see some of the other the info that Ken puts out there and you say, you know what, I'd love to talk to Ken or his team, and you call in, what does it look like from the moment somebody picks up the phone to the moment you decide, hey, this looks like a good fit? And it was a great conversation, so go back and listen to that one. But I also asked Ken, hey, can we do a third podcast? And this one, I would love to know what it looks like to be a client. So the time that I sign on the dotted line, what's going to happen? Because I, I think that's very, very important to kind of to go through and look at and, and see what kind of services you've got in place. And I want to start with going back a little bit to that first, to the second podcast. You had a name for the process that you take somebody through and, and kind of that report that you give. Can you Can you remind me what that was? Yeah, the uh, the name is Envision. Yeah, that's um, right. And it's a, it's the whole planning product that we use. And I found it to be probably the most robust that I've found in the industry. It's very, very complete, very, very simple to read. It's just simplicity with, in the background, a lot of complexity. But to the client, they see simply where they're at um, mm-hmm. at any given moment. So that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And I do want to reiterate that one thing that you shared with me, Ken, is that you take somebody through those first couple meetings and you have this plan, this report ready for them, and they don't have to pay for it. This is something that you do as part of the service that you have. If they decide to work with you, then obviously we're going to talk about that here in a moment. But you have this plan ready to go. And if they say, thank you so much, and they're going to go someplace else, that's okay. Or maybe it just isn't a great fit. They still have a plan. They walk away with something of tremendous value. Yeah, that's correct. And so I've actually had, I've had some people come in for that, that third meeting and we finalized the plan. And for some reason or another, they just didn't become clients at that time. And all these same, these same people sometimes have come back two, three, even four years later, and they've brought that plan with mm-hmm. them, the one that we produce. So they've kept it sometimes for two to three years, and it just took them that long to actually feel like they really, really needed to do something. And yeah. so that that's kind of the, it just goes to show the importance and the um, and kind of the robustness of that plan. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fantastic. All right, so that was really last podcast, but I, I did want to let the audience know that for anybody who hasn't heard those the first podcasts, I want to kind of set that foundation. So now somebody said, look, this is a great fit. Ken, appreciate what you've done. I appreciate what this plan is showing me. 
I think this is what I really need, right? I need to move forward. I need somebody, and you said it best last podcast, an accountability partner, mm-hmm. somebody that's going to help to hold my feet to the fire and help keep me calm when the storms rage because good Lord, <laughs> with, yeah. with the pandemic and with, you know, 08 and 09, and I know you've been in the business over 30 years, you've seen those storms come and go um, and you've seen how clients, you know, react to it. So let's, let's start there just for kicks and giggles. When you have a client, I'm sure one of the questions is, hey, I, I want to make sure my retirement's secure and you've got this plan, but what happens if? So how do you answer that question? Yeah, th- that's a really important question. And and that's what we need to answer. And that's what the plan needs to answer is all the what ifs. So if there is a what if out there that isn't answered, and I'll discuss this when somebody comes to me initially with their portfolio that, and I'll ask them, so what, have you said you're previous advisor or the advisor you're working with now, if they answered the what if questions, what if this happens or what mm-hmm. if that happens? It's, we call it a stress test. Sometimes people will, there's a reason you go on a cruise ship, right? And they put you in that, that big room with your vest on, the fireboat drills, right? So you always want to be stress testing to see, okay, if certain scenarios brew up, how am I going to do? How is this going to affect me? And that is exactly what the Envision plan does. It back tests a thousand different market cycles over a hundred years, good markets, bad markets, calamities, things of that nature, dollar falling, all the technical aspects that that people don't really think about. It stress tests those to see how your portfolio would react versus your goal. And that's the most important thing is versus your goal. So I, I can't stress that enough. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You spoke about goals. You spoke about the plan on the last one. And I guess let's go back. Let's rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've signed up to be a client. We've had, we've already had a few meetings, right? Mm-hmm. So is there another meeting now that we've decided or how does that work? When's the next time we're going to talk? Yeah. So usually we like to meet seven to 10 days afterwards after presenting the, because I like people to digest it. Okay. Um, I don't Makes want sense. anybody to make a rash. I don't want anybody to say, yes, I want to work with you right now. I always say seven to 10 days, go back, speak with your significant other. If they didn't come to the meeting, if your children are important in the financial process, we want to invo- include them. But you know, even share this with your CPA or your existing estate planning attorney, what have you. So I, I like them to be able to digest the plan, to come to a conclusion, hopefully that it resonates with them and they agree with it. Because as I mentioned, they that we educate so much based off of that plan because that is what creates our success rate so once we have an agreement uh, we're in agreement that the plan meets their specific needs this is what they need to do here's what the expectation is and here's what they can expect to receive then the market's really not important anymore because it's it's already baked in right so then it becomes down to the then it gets right down to the accountability okay I like that. I like the accountability piece. You know that we've talked about that yeah. off air and on air. So we're going through this. We've made that decision. My significant other is on board. I've spoken to those team members that you've already talked about. Now we're moving forward. I have a, a pretty clear vision of what needs to be done. And you are my accountability partner. How often mm-hmm. are we meeting after that? Well, there's going to be initially, you only get the first one chance to make a first impression. So initially, we there's a considerable amount of touches because we want to make sure as I think I've said in previous podcasts, that an educated client is a good client. So mm-hmm. we once we've got, I, I basically, I don't want to say test the client, but I need to make sure that they understand the outcomes on that envision thoroughly through and through. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Once we have that understanding, then the client becomes, uh, well, the prospect becomes a client. And then what we do is we, we want to make sure then that when they get their first statement that we meet again, mostly that conversation is done with Don, my assistant, but we want to go through the, the statement and the online access and okay. things of that nature. Cause we want to make sure that they understand completely what, how to follow their accounts how, how to be able to track performance, things of that nature. And once again, we're fiduciary, so we're only fee-based. There's no commissions. There's no external products that we get compensated for. There's nothing, there's no soft dollar arrangements. So it's very, very easy and transparent to understand. So we want to make sure that everything that they see is is palatable for them, that they, they can yeah. quickly assess where they're at and, and what they're paying, all those things like that. Okay. So you said online access. Explain that to me. Yeah, so clients, I mean, nowadays, obviously, it's probably, I want to say 70% of the clients no longer receive a paper statement. Mm-hmm, used to be, mm-hmm. be, most people now want to be able to see their finances online. And so, you know, they log into a very, very secure site and they can see where they're at by the minute if they so choose, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, which is some people do, uh, if you can believe it. But yeah, and so they have complete online access to any all statements, all everything that's important in the account, they, they can view online. All right. And jokingly, we were talking about this before when talking about accountability partners. People hire personal trainers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure if they're meeting their personal trainer every couple of weeks or once a week or whatever, there are some times when they walk into that gym and they're like, oh man, <laughs> I do not want to see my personal trainer because I was at that pizza party and I did not hold back or I was at that, that event and, and boy, I had way too many slices of that cake. Mm-hmm. You know, So there's those things that, that we do in our lives that maybe don't match the plan that we have set out. <laughs> right? right? Ken, have you ever experienced that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we try to implement practices in place to avoid just what you spoke about, right? Mm-hmm. So we meet, we encourage clients to meet with us once a quarter. And, and in that quarterly meeting, we do what's called a CFR, which is a certified financial review. And that essentially and it takes two things. It takes the envision. So it shows us what our dot is, was what we call it in the industry, and then the performance. And then we put those two together every quarter. So there's no, no gotchas. A client always knows where they're at in terms of their, their finances to plan. And so we do that on a quarterly basis. Now, I will say, we set these appointments up. We encourage them. The trouble is getting the clients to attend them, right? Because they get comfortable. Things have got, I've worked with you for 10, nine years. I don't need to see you every quarter. We still encourage it. We still send an email. We still make a phone call. But we, at minimum, at minimum, I have a legal standard. I have to at least meet with you once a year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But we encourage quarterly. We want to do quarterly, but we have to do a minimum of every year. That's the fiduciary standard that's set. Yeah. Well, you, you've spoken about uh, you know your contact with clients and, and the emails that you're going to send or the, the phone calls that you guys will make. And we're going to get to that therapy se- session here in a minute. We, mm-hmm. we spoke about on the last one, on the last podcast. I'll be laying down on the couch here in a moment, bearing my soul. But I want to talk about contact from your clients, life events, right? So here's mm-hmm. and this is the therapy piece. My wife and I were pretty much on track, doing well financially, saying, yeah, this is kind of what our goals are, and this is what we, this is what we kind of envisioned for our retirement. And this, we were early 40s when we were talking about this, and uh, Ken, we were on the same page. It was beautiful. It was just a, that, that dream that you have. And then, Ken, I had grandkids, and yeah. my wife lost her mind. 
she has lost mm-hmm. her mind loving those grandbabies and, and wanting to spoil them and, and, and give them. The, I joke about this, but seriously, I've had to say, look, we've got to put down that card. You see how it's melting in the corners? <laughs> you know, you, we yeah. can't spend all this money on these grandkids. They have parents they can spend money on. So life events. Let's talk about that. What happens when you, I think you alluded to it on one of the previous podcasts where uh, you had somebody who wanted to pay for a wedding mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that that's a beautiful thing, but it would have altered their plan. So let's talk about what other kind of life events are you asking your clients to reach out about? Well, every life event. I mean, if anything is, if this COVID crisis has shown us anything, we need to prepare for any life change event that can happen. Okay. And the great thing about having a plan is we can model it. So if you have a grandchild and you want to support that grandchild's education, that's great. We encourage it. Let's model it and see what the effect is. And so if it changes where you're at to the success rate of your plan, then we're going to have to make some changes somewhere else. Mm-hmm, well, that mm-hmm. may maybe being a little bit more aggressive on your 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 equity allocation, right? So you might have to do a, be a little bit more aggressive in the portfolio or you might have to sacrifice a little bit more and and put aside a little bit more money. But there's many ways to 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 go about things. And the plan, I hate to beleaguer the the point about the plan, but we can model any and every circumstance. And and I have modeled in three decades the craziest things that you can imagine. I had a client left $13 million to a cat. Oh. Oh, yeah. I've had some crazy things that have been modeled over the years that you wouldn't spray on an overpass. But it's just one of those things where we can model just about anything. Lucky cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lucky caregiver for the cat. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah cat's being driven around in a Bentley. Way to go. <laughs> she ain't Christmas. Okay, well, uh, that, that answers that. That's... <laughs> Well, I have to give a little bit of color to that story. So this was a client that was a long-term client, and I lived in a place that had a drawbridge. And she was very, very, very frugal, and she was single, and it just had the cat. And she came to see me one time and got caught in a cab with the bridge up, and the meter was running. And I always, after that point, had to go to her house because she never wanted to get caught in that bridge and have that meter running. And this was a lady that was worth $13 million. Yeah. So money can run you a little bit uh, ragged if you don't don't have the plan in place. Let's put yeah, it that way. no kidding. Well, caught in a cab on a drawbridge. I never thought about that. Honestly, <laughs> I think that would frustrate me as well. But if if I had thirteen million, it probably wouldn't frustrate me. At, no, at and it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's that's fun. All right, so let's talk about family, right? Let's talk about mm-hmm. legacy. When you're working with these plans, uh, everybody is in their own situation, right? They each have their own scenario, and I'm sure that you work with people that, hey, your retirement is going to be secure. Look, look at the plan. If you stick to this is what you've got, and this, your money's not going to outlast you, and you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to outlast your money, more importantly. The, there, there are some people that maybe they have more wealth, or they've been blessed with already. They're part of generational wealth. How do you mm-hmm. help them to plan for being able to bless that next generation, or maybe they're charitably inclined and they want to be able to do that. Well, as I mentioned, once again, the plan. Yeah. It, so when I said in, in a previous call that, that we want 75 to 90 as the the outcome, right? So if you're below 75, your probability of your plan is not going to be real good. So we mm-hmm. want you above 75. If you're above 90, it tells us one of two things. One is that you're sacrificing too much now for tomorrow. So you could probably spend a little bit more or dial down the risk in your portfolio. Okay, yeah. Or you're going to have an uh, unintended circumstance, some a large estate bill, your, your portfolio is 
too risky for the need, things of that nature. So anything above 90, those are the people that, that, that are going to have issues as well. They're just not looking at what those issues are because they're only looking at it in terms of dollars and cents of what they need to retire. But they're going to have some unintended circumstances and those have to be dealt with. Hmm. Okay. All right. So if, if there's, do you run family meetings out of curiosity? Oh, I love them. Yep. Okay. So yep. I'm kind of familiar with that lingo for the audience. What, what do you describe as a family meeting? Well, a family meeting is when we try to get as many people that are involved in the financial situation at the same table. So once you get husband and wife, and if the, and if the husband and wife are older, getting the some of the children involved, I think then you've got a really, really good base of not only protecting the wealth for this generation, but for the next. And so I try to encourage that as early as possible. I mean, some family members, maybe not have financially astute children. I don't know how to put that mm-hmm. politely. Yeah. Uh, maybe spendthrift would be a better word. But so, you know, that conversation needs to be addressed too. And there's there are things via trusts and things of that nature that we can do to protect the children because money can be a bad, 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 bad thing if it's given in a lump sum to a, a spendthrift child. Yes, I've, I can agree 100%. And, and I can actually relate a quick story about that. Uh, my wife and I worked, as we've probably spoken about before, uh, with an organization for at-risk youth. And one one of the youth that lived with us for quite his parents were incredibly wealthy. And one of the reasons he was there was because he just his behaviors were out of control because he was spoiled. I mean, it just straight up spoiled. And they yeah. couldn't control him anymore. And so once he left our care and went back home, that spoiling continued, right? They did not change their behaviors, even though he had started to change his. Well, they began to spoil him again, and that was their baby, so on and so forth. And it absolutely devastated. He was oh. very quickly hooked on uh, drugs and blew mm-hmm. money like it was no tomorrow. He had all sorts of quote-unquote friends. But when he was at his lowest times, nobody was there, right? I mean, that's how it works. When mm-hmm. you're spreading the money around, paying other people's bills and so on and so forth, you're just basically buying those friends until you no longer can do that. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, it's a very lonely place. It was devastating to watch. And I don't think any parent wants that. They think they're doing the right thing. And I'm sure that you've run into this where parents want to bless their children, but they don't know how to do it in such a way that makes, you know, that helps their children to have that work ethic. And they they have that foundation of, I need to, even though I am wealthy, I still need to work or benefit humanity, as we've spoken about Mm -hmm. before as well, in, in a way that's not just all about me. Yeah. In this day and age, it's almost parentally irresponsible to leave a lump sum, a large lump sum to a child, unless that child is very, very financially astute and is attending those family meetings. I can remember back in 1986, and I remember hearing Mike Tyson made $250 million and he retired broke. And I I thought to myself, how do you make $250 million Mm -hmm. and retire broke? And then I got in this business and I found out why. People can spend money so quickly on the most absurd things that if they're somewhat, and it's troubling because I've seen through the three generations, right? So the the parents of the 50s were products of the depression, right? And then their kids were still somewhat responsible with money, I found. They still were afraid of loss. Mm -hmm. This generation now of kids they like to speculate. They they really the value of the dollar has kind of I don't want to say you know diminished, but they they just don't have a healthy respect for loss and and spending. So we in those family meetings, oftentimes sometimes it's with the husband and wife, we have to discuss okay, what kind of trust can we do to set up so we don't 
lotterize your children because everybody's seen the statistics on lottery winners they don't typically have the greatest results after winning all that money correct yep they don't understand it they can't comprehend it Um, and and i think trust is a fantastic place to kind of end this podcast because you know that's that's going to be a whole another topic, I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to cover that yeah. in a future podcast for sure. So bef- before we end, we, we've kind of gone through what it looks like to become a client. We've got those annual reviews that are coming or hopefully quarterly reviews if they're, if they're attending those, what mm-hmm. you hope. And again, I think it's just all boils down to communication. I would assume that if a client is is regularly attending the annual review once a year and they have open communications in other words hey look i'm, I'm thinking about purchasing this or i'm hey i'm thinking about leasing a minivan <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry going back to that ken uh, <laughs> but that phone call first of all you're going to call them and say don't do it don't 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 lease right. the minivan it's not a good idea <laughs> or let's yeah or let's discuss the, the reasons why exactly and then right right that, yeah. there could be a good reason i just didn't mm-hmm. i didn't have it in my scenario but <laughs> i'm assuming that it's just really all about open communication can i can i boil it down to that yeah and we you know we do webinars on a regular basis we're doing these podcasts we do a monthly newsletter which we do a video of a summary for those that don't want to read the newsletters um, yep. just to make it easy. And those are on varying topics that are important throughout the year. And at the end of each one of those letters, there's a bold thing. Anything that you have a question on this or any changes or any anything that you want to discuss financially, please, please, please call us. And so that is how we kind of address that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to end today's podcast, but I'm not going to let you go without giving some contact information. And we'll probably do this most podcasts because, mm-hmm. like you said, you're doing webinars, you're putting out uh, th- those newsletters, you're putting out a lot of information out there, Ken, because I know that you have the heart of a teacher um, and an educator, and that's what you want to do is you want to help people to grow and help people to find success. And part of that is education. So if they're finding your information and uh, they want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you and your team? Well, I'll give you two two main ways. One is through the website, which is www.orcawealth.com, O-R-C-A wealth.com. And in there, there is a button that says schedule a meeting. And so you can do a little drop down. It's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. As I mentioned, that first initial meeting is usually 15 minutes. So there's a 15 minute drop down and you'll be able to provide uh, a date and time of your cho- choosing as long as it fits in our calendar which is in there I and mean, we will call you and we will have that conversation the other way is you can reach out to me directly 727-741-6077 you know that's my personal cell phone so you're not going to get voicemail on that you're going to talk directly with me so that those are the two two best ways of, of reaching out to me if you can't get a hold of me there you, you I mean it's there's just it won't happen you'll be able to get a hold of me so all right all right well i appreciate it ken thank you so much for your time today Yay, I really appreciate it. Once again, um, look forward to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure. I, I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying this. So again, our last thank you, though, goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to A Life Well Lived with Ken Olette, founder of Orca Wealth Management. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Ken comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And we encourage you highly to do that, especially with friends that are in your kind of same situation, whether it's the same age group or maybe financially around the same financial situation, because this is this podcast, because it's educational, it's going to give you a lot to talk about and it's going to bring up questions, right? So then have these conversations. 
have them listen to the podcast and then email in your questions or call in and say, Hey, I've got a question because I know Ken and his team will answer it. And also it will give Ken an opportunity to say, you know what, if people are asking about this, I want to put it on the podcast. You could help shape this podcast in the future. And we'd love to hear that again. Thank you so much for listening today for everyone at Orca Wealth Management. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. for listening to a life well lived. Grow, preserve, and transfer your wealth with Kinolet CPM. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Orca Wealth Management, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualifying financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Orca Wealth Management LLC does not provide legal or tax advice. Clients should seek the advice of a qualified attorney or accountant as necessary.